nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scoured the globe with top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome back to the Matter of a Mind experience. I'm your host, master trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you, Katie Beecher, world-renowned intuitive and best-selling author of Heal From Within. Now, Katie has a fantastic story. She's been diagnosed with ADD, hypermobility, recovered from depression, Lyme disease, and bulimia. So you know we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about today. And of course, I'm not going to leave you hanging. We're going to have a hack of the episode for you to end. And it's how can we become an intuitive and how can these abilities impact our health, weight, and authenticity? And with that being said, let's welcome Katie to the show. Hey, Katie, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Just for people who don't know, before the show, we're wondering, like, how is she still alive? Like, everything she's gone through. <laughs> so you have so much, so much, just from the experience standpoint, I want to pull out of this interview. So tell my audience about yourself. So, yeah, I am a licensed counselor and a medical and spiritual intuitive. I've been doing this for over 30 years, which also sounds extreme. Um, and um, work with people all over the world various things some people have you know pretty serious uh, physical health issues and emotional health issues some people just want to learn more about intuition or their relationships or life purpose um all a big array of things which makes it fun for me and most people ask kind of how i got started like how i learned that i even had these abilities so i've had them all my life um always talk to dead people, even though I didn't know they were dead people all the time. And it was pretty scary. And, um, you know, the more I, the older I got, and I'm just talking about like three, um, I realized that my parents were not equipped to really take care of me. And I had to do it myself. Um, you know, like financially and, and that kind of stuff was fine. But emotionally, they just weren't really there. And a lot of people go through that, you know, I'm not, not alone um, and end up growing up faster than we need to. Um, so I was bullied when I was in fifth grade because my body developed sooner than some of the other girls. And that really left me hating my body. So when you're, you know, 10 years old and you are hating your body that early in life, that doesn't really set you up for uh, you know, a great future there. But uh, between that and my dysfunctional family situation, I developed bulimia. And it was really bad. Um, at one point, I was throwing up three times a day. And I just gave up. I said, you know, I can't live this way anymore. And decided to take my life, had a plan and everything. 
then I really do call it divine intervention that stepped in and saved me. I came home from school one day and said, I'm not going to do this. And I called our pediatrician by myself, didn't tell anybody and told him what I was doing. And at first he just kind of, you know, I'm sure you'll be fine. It was the 1980s. So nobody really talked about eating disorders, but I'm glad I pushed because he recommended a Jungian counselor, Carl Jung, and she really saved my life. You know, she taught me how to connect to intuition and find self-love and learn more about my psychic abilities and accept those and connect with the bulimia and my body like it was my friend instead of my enemy. And sorry. Um, and so I knew at that point that I was supposed to take my experience, which ended up being a really positive experience and teach others that you don't have to give up and that, you know, you can recover from difficult things and you can learn to love yourself. And so that's kind of what started it. Um, and, you know, kind of took it from there. So. Now for my audience that's not familiar, kind of give her a better, a, a deeper explanation for what is bulimia and what was your real experience with it? Sure, sure. So all, no eating disorders start out at all of a sudden, you know, you're binging and purging. It started with gaining some weight during puberty, which honestly I didn't care about until my father said, you know, you've, I was taking ice cream out of the freezer and he said, you know, you've gained some weight. You shouldn't be eating ice cream. And I was like, okay, dude, you have a huge belly, you know, like, who are you to tell me anything? Um, and I got the ice cream anyway, because I was like, I don't care. But then that the next day was the start of my first diet. And I'm very determined when I said I'm not something I do it. And I ate a 1000 calories a day. And of course, lost 20 pounds over a summer. And that was like the first time I really got attention from him. And all of that attention like was really encouraging. So I went back to eating the way I used to, put the 20 pounds back on, and then it was just up and down and up and down. And as you know, the more you diet, especially in an extreme way, the lower your metabolism goes. You know, it does not support you losing and gaining weight. So that just got really discouraging. And the more that happened and the less easy it was to lose the weight, the more extreme I got. So I started starving myself and... That didn't really go that well, which is actually a good thing. And then I started, I found out about bulimia, which is basically either throwing up, um, binging on a lot of food, and then either throwing up or using laxatives or diuretics or anything else you can think of to try to get that food out of you and lose weight. So, um, you know, three times a day is pretty extreme and it's not big time, not healthy. Um, you know, had bone loss and other things as a result. But yeah, I'm very lucky to be here. Most people don't yeah. get away from it. So yeah, that's uh that's an amazing experience. And I'm really glad that you really shared that because I, that's something that scares me with uh new clients um who have come to me who have had I've tried to cut calories in the past. And it actually becomes a challenge because you can't necessarily yes, you want to have you want to have them eat healthy. But at the same time, you have to consider that they may have certain food addictions or they may have gone back and forth with diet in the past where, you know, so and then I've, even some people have to have to eat more than they normally would eat. And they yeah. think this is not supposed to work. And that's my war, my personal war on 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 calorie restriction, 
we should restrict our calories. I'm not saying you should eat 3000 calories and everything's going to be fine. That's not what I'm saying at all. But that's a very small piece of the puzzle. We're not talking about your basement, but metabolic rates. Are we talking about your gut enzymes, your lipase, what's your, is your amylase? What kind are you a sugar burner? Or are you a fat burner? You know, we're not talking about the health of your gut and what and what bacteria you have in your gut and all those things that play a role. When you start to do that, you realize that you can eat foods that you, first of all, the foods that you enjoy are going to change. And then you actually, if you work on your gut environment, you will start to enjoy healthier foods more because you will have the bacteria that exactly. craves healthy foods first. That is why I named this show The Matter Over Mind Experience to teach people. I don't want you to will your way to weight loss or try to will your way to good health. I want you to make gradual changes in your body and eventually your cravings will get less and less or maybe even go away i've had clients say to me i didn't know i would like greek yogurt but all of a sudden i love greek yogurt you go to the store and and get some um like from, from fermented foods that you never eaten before and you want to try all these different types from like yeah. i never thought i would have liked this but all of a sudden i do because your bacteria in your body is different but if you're just focusing on weight loss like you said on calorie restriction like you said cutting your calories, it can lead to, to bulimia and eating disorders. And you're, you're basically overriding the signals from your body when yes. you do these extreme things. So, you know, as you get healthier, your body tells you what it needs and it lets you know when you're actually hungry, when you're full, if you're emotionally eating, you'll know that because it won't feel right. You know, and a lot of my recovery was about learning to be in my body and accept it the way it was to start with, um, you know, not hate it and not feel like it was my enemy and then start listening to the signals. And you don't, I don't think we really want to eat foods that make us feel like crap. You know, I don't think that's a natural thing. So if you listen without fear, um, and even to not only to what you're eating, but if you listen to when your body needs to move and wants mm -hmm. to move and just all sorts of things, when to when to get to sleep, you know, how many of us just stay up too late and we're not we're not being present and focused. And it really is. I think it's so important to make it a lifestyle change, you know, like I know that you advocate for um, instead of just short-term things where you're overriding what your body is telling you it just it doesn't work and it's artificial i've never met anyone that just focuses on calorie restriction and has been successful at it long term i've, I've met people who've lost weight right but gained the weight back or exactly. something like that but as far as like me being i'm about to be 40 this year maintaining 12 percent body fat i've met anyone like me who just focuses on calorie restriction now may add it as, as a part of the pie but right. you focus on all the other factors that go along with it, right? And like you said, listening to your body. I had David Pelogo, Dr. David Pelogo on the show, and he has a book, The Catching Point. And in his book, he says that your body will get, will tell you, give you signals that it's changing. You yes. just have to listen to it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and a lot of my book is about connecting to your intuition and your body and self-love and acceptance and you, we get a lot of intuitive signals from our bodies too, but we have to be in our body to hear them. So, you know, a lot of illness or addiction or whatever is our body saying, you're not being true to yourself. You're not listening. You're not using your voice. And especially weight can be so symbolic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you either 
are afraid to take up space or you don't want to be seen or you want to be seen or like there's so many symbolic things depending on the person and and their life but um a, yeah a lot of my recovery was being like okay you have to love yourself right now where you stand you know where you're at whatever the hell weight you're at and take it from there not from a you know point of view of like hate or um or restrictions or you know things like that Exactly. And with that's perfect enough for this question. So tell me more and more about your book, Heal From Within, and also connect that with being a medical and spiritual intuitive. So a lot of people don't know what a medical intuitive is. So I'll start there. Um, I can look into people's bodies and their energy and tell them everything about their life right now, in the future, in the past, and the way that I do it is just with someone's name and age. I don't see a picture or talk to them. I create a four page, very detailed report. And it's all about people's relationships and their physical and emotional health and their spiritual connections. And if they're sensitive and empathic and um, their career stuff, and basically everything that impacts your quality of life, positive and negative. And then um, we talk about things that you can actually do to address what you want to change or make better in your life um, with that report, which I send before the meeting. And then I also create um, intuitive watercolor paintings. So I call them soul paintings. And they're a symbolic way of showing people their bodies and energy in life. So I pick up a ton of different things between, you know, the report and painting, but the goal is to address anything that you may need to address right now, um, help you build your strengths and help you to address problems so that you can move forward. Um, it's a very empowering thing. I teach people how to connect to their intuition because I don't want people substituting my intuition for theirs. My guides are super accurate, but, you know, um, and I work with doctors and other professionals because while I do point out symptoms and possibilities, I am not allowed to, or and it's not ethically okay to diagnose. Um, there's people who do this work who do that and it's not okay, you know, um, and being a you know, trained counselor also helps with all the stuff that, that comes up. So, um, yeah, my book teaches you how to connect intuition and how to pinpoint your issues, the things you want to work on, helps you be your own medical intuitive. There's tons of tools in there for setting up your own chart like I do, um, teaching people how to do the intuitive soul paintings, looking at all their issues. And it's a really, really comprehensive book. Uh, so what would be the difference, say, someone picks up the book, right? But then at what point should they say, okay, I actually want to work with a professional instead of the book, or should it be like a combination of both? Um, working with me is, people have called it like a year of therapy in an hour. So it's very intense. And I kind of, I'm doing the work for you in terms of helping you identify what you need to work on and the root causes. So it's a big time shortcut. Um, you can do a lot with the tools in the book. Um, it doesn't happen in an hour for sure. You know, it's a process. So a lot of people have found the book 
and then made an appointment with me. And then the book gives them tools to move forward even more. Um, and, you know, I get referrals from all over the place, but the book has been a great way to be like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And, and these are some tools. And then you can take the book and go forward with it and get a lot deeper, um, as well as, you know, making more appointments with me if you choose. Perfect. That's what I was, that's what I was looking for you to explain. So thank you so much for breaking sure. that down. Now, I want to talk a little bit about energy now. And it's kind of funny. I was um, I was outside one of my friends the other day because I go for my morning walks around like 8 o'clock every morning. No, I'm sorry. 7.30. It's about 7 o'clock, 7.15, somewhere around there. And uh, my one of my friends is out there with a dog, one of the few people that's outside. And his dog will come up to me and kind of give me that little dog hug and play with me and stuff. And I'll always tell him, you know, that like animals can sense energy. And I've had our uh, Equus coach, um, Nancy Kay, on the show where she does her training with horses because she says that when somebody would say to her, I'm fine, but the person goes around a horse and the horse doesn't want to interact with them because the animals are very sensitive to our energy. And so like, that's what I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about energy, right? How do we not pick up on energy of negative people? So I just want to say quickly, I do animal readings as well Perfect. as readings, and the animals tell me things about their owners or the other inhabitants of the house that often the other inhabit the humans um, don't even recognize. So I, I love what you just said because they are so in tune with what we need and what we want. And as far as the negativity, like they, part of their job here is to protect us and to let us know when we need to attend to things or we're not taking care of ourselves or things like that. So I honestly believe that we are in control of our energy and that negative energy and negative people cannot impact us unless we allow them to. Now, I'm not talking about being mean or anything. I'm talking about like really, you know, there's people who will say, I absorb everybody else's energy and, and I take it on and it becomes mine and all that stuff. And while I don't doubt that they feel that way, I have been around pure evil. There's some examples of it in my book that are pretty freaky. And what I learned was I'm in control. And as long as you're aligned with love, you're a good person then love is always more powerful than hate. Yes. And if you kind of empower yourself and realize that, that while the negative energy is there or the negative people, you know, or whatever, if you put yourself back in your body and with your feelings, which gets back to signals from our bodies, um, you can then separate yourself from that other person or from that energy and ask yourself like is what i'm feeling mine does it belong to me is it appropriate to my situation or is it not anything that i can relate to and am i picking that up from the rest of the world or from the person next to me at the grocery store or at work you know so a lot of it's about being aware and allowing those feelings so that you can then say if it's not about you um I make a little imaginary box and I put the feelings or thoughts in there and I seal it up and I just say, okay, you know, God, universe, whatever, this is yours. I have enough crap in my own to be doing. Thank you very much. And you know, this is yours and I'm not taking it on. And 
as an empath, I have to be aware of it because even though I know what I'm doing, it sneaks up on me. So, but it's, that's why it's really important to be in tune with your feelings and allow them so that you can, you know, address things when they're there. So follow up question on that then. So what would be the difference between, let's say, identifying the feeling and addressing and getting rid of the feeling versus suppressing the feeling? Yeah, so much of, so many of us have been trained to push feelings down. And that's often because when we were young, there was no one there to hear us or to pay attention or to, to validate, you know, you would, especially in a dysfunctional family, you try to speak up or you try to say like, dude, you're acting like an ass or you're drinking too much or whatever. And people don't want to hear it. So you get shut down. So you learn to just not say anything at all. And eventually it's easier just not to feel. And then we do things like addiction, addict, you know, addictive eating, eating disorders, drugs and alcohol, whatever, gambling, all that kind of stuff. Because being involved in that addiction is easier than feeling the pain of being rejected um, and not feeling loved and cared about. So it takes retraining, you know, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves to do things perfectly, but it is a, you know, it's a process. It took a while to learn to press the, push those feelings down and it takes a while to recognize them and not fear them, but it is possible. Um, and the more you do it, like the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, hopefully that answered your question. No, that's what I was looking for because someone might've heard the first explanation and say, well, am I suppressing my feelings? But I know you're not suppressing your feelings. You're actually addressing them. And, and some of those feelings are going to be those suppressed feelings coming back to the top that you were just dealing with because like I said, you were drinking or smoking or yeah. you know, eating pizza, whatever it was, just to kind of not deal with it. But now you're actually dealing with it. And it might take you even, I'm assuming through even a, uh, a I guess you say a hurtful journey from time to time to kind of work it's through so those things. Yeah, it's it's really scary. It's painful, um, especially with addictions or eating disorders or things. You know, the tendency is to act in a narcissistic way because all you're thinking about is you. Like with eating disorders, you know, what you're eating, what you're not eating, what you weigh, the number on the scale, are people watching you eat? It's all about you. And while you may not be a narcissistic person at heart, those behaviors and thoughts are very narcissistic and you kind of shut out the rest of the world. And that's, and then you just don't feel anything and you're in your own little cocoon, you know, with all these harmful behaviors. And it's really hard to be compassionate with ourselves and realize there's a reason for that and that we're not bad people. Um, and that, you know, admitting that we're not perfect and that we can change is possible. I'm perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, but... you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, I, this question I really been, uh, want to ask you about because I have never done any work with crystals, right? So what are the benefits of working with crystals and how can you use them in your life and practice? Crystals are interesting. Um, we're all made up of energy and the earth has energy frequencies and different rocks and crystals and formations and sand and, you know, everything has its own frequency. So if you think about it in that way, um, those 
person's frequencies interact with your frequencies. And crystals are so interesting because even though there's certain ones that are like good for certain things, like I'm not a crystal expert by any means, but like tourmaline is good for protecting your energy, um, you know, being around negative people, all that kind of stuff. Um, while there are kind of overall beliefs and things about the crystals, um, I feel like everybody who picks them up feels something different. And, you know, when I first started getting into this stuff, I'm like, okay, that's weird. Like, how can that actually happen? But I mean, you really do, if you tune in, you really do feel different. And if nothing else, because you are focusing on what is in your hand, which is making you be present and connecting to that energy in your body. So you're actually in the moment um, instead of overthinking or being distracted by something else. You're like, I'm going to hold this and see what it feels like. You know, so it's, it's very centering and calming. Um, and yeah, I think, I, as I said, I'm not an expert at all, but I think they're really cool. That's awesome. And you know what? I really believe that anything we do to connect us to the earth, like, for example, grounding mm -hmm. can be beneficial to our health and help us with our energy as well. And Thank we you. need, you know, if we've gotten away from that in today's society, I really, really where where we act less like animals, which, of course, you know that we are animals, but we act less like animals and just. We, we is that we forget how to interact with nature. And we need to really get back to that. That can make us so happy. Like sometimes I'll sit outside. Like I live in Florida. We both live in Florida. And it's sunny right now. And I'll sit outside in the evenings and watch the sunset, get that red light. And I'll play some Bob Marley or something and just relax. And I'm just right there on the grass. People right. probably look at me like I'm crazy. But I'm like, you know, I might be getting some pesticides too. But it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you protect yourselves from everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Try my best. I try my best. Right, well, yeah, right. so connection with the earth is extremely important. And using crystals, I imagine, would be connected with all with that as well. And with that being said, of course, we're coming up to the hack of the episode. The very last question that I introduced in the beginning. But before I do it, I have a gift from my listeners out there. I want to talk to you about the Amino Co. Their products are 100% science-backed, built on amino acid technology. Check this out. First funded by NASA and further refined through rigorous research and independent clinical trials. They have determined the precise blends of amino acids to help you become stronger, heal faster, reduce age-related declines, and improve your overall metabolic health. So today, I'm going to tell you about Perform. It's an essential acid, essential acid, <laughs> I got that wrong completely, guys, sorry about that. Essential acid amino-based formulation designed to improve muscle performance during exercise, enhance mental clarity and concentration, reduce fatigue and dehydration, and, re and minimize recovery times. Let me tell you something. I start drinking it 30 minutes before all my workouts, and I feel so much better powering through my workouts and stronger. Their formulation is completely fantastic. This with the creatine, and how it, it's it gives your muscles everything it needs for you to be able to power through a really good workout. Perform is designed to boost athletic performance by increasing peak physical strength and endurance while also focusing concentration. The ingredients in Perform have been clinically proven to improve strength and, um, and physical performance. And here are some fantastic results in these trials. 
20% increase in exercise completed, 22% increase in endurance, 11% increase in peak power during exercise, 10% improvement in cognitive function during exercise. And let me tell you, it tastes great. Now, right now I'm drinking Heal, which is the post-workout. I'm not drinking Perform. I drank it before my workout. But even while I'm doing this podcast, I'm drinking Heal, which also has way, um, way isolate concentrate. Fantastic stuff for your body. And of course, it tastes great. So go to ZikoHealth.com slash ZikoHealth. I'm sorry, AminoCo.com slash ZikoHealth. You will get 30% off Perform and all their amino acid supplements. And of course, you can go to Zico recommendation page and get to the website. And I'll put the website in the description of this episode as well. And with that being said, back to the regular scheduled programming. And the question is, how can we become an intuitive and how can these abilities impact our health, weight, and authenticity? We are all intuitive. Um, a lot of people say, you know, I can't do what you do, or I'm afraid to trust it. Or what if I listen and I'm wrong? Um, you know, they expect, I guess they expect angels to appear when they're talking to their intuition or something like that. And I first want to explain what intuition means to me. And to me, it is God within. And what I mean by that is it's an all knowing, loving voice that is part of everyone. It's part of everything. And I like to think of it as kind of a perfect parent or perfect bodyguard, perfect best friend that loves you unconditionally and accepts you unconditionally. It knows everything about you and is always there for you, like kind of like your dog or something. Like dogs don't care what you weigh or what you're wearing or if you have makeup on or anything like that. They just love and accept you for who you are. And that's what I help people connect to when I'm talking about intuition. So. Given that, um, my favorite way of connecting, and this is in my book, is to physically write out a question or statement of your feelings and direct it to your intuition. So that might mean dear intuition, it might mean dear universe, it might mean that you connect to somebody in spirit. You know, it doesn't really matter, but it's just like a loving force. And then whatever you hear back, write that down and then write back to it. And then whatever you get, write that down and write back to it. So you're having a written conversation with your intuition. And another great way to use that is to write to your body, write to your symptoms as your friends, instead of something that you have to fight and something that's fighting you. So you can ask, you know, why are you here? What do you want me to know? How can I be more authentic? Um, it's extremely powerful. That is how I connect to my guides that help me recover from, from so many things. And I really feel like using, by using your intuition, you connect to that pure love that a lot of us didn't receive when we were younger and, and don't know is inside of us. And when you're listening to that, it helps you make all kinds of decisions. It helps you know what's good for your body. It helps you know about, you know, do I take this job or not? Um, you know, is this supplement good for you? Whatever. I mean, you can ask it anything, but I just think connection with intuition is really the key to health and happiness. I absolutely love that. I love the fact that you start off by saying that we are all intuitive, we just, you know, and it's, and I really, 
a lot of that really comes down to the fact that we 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 talked about earlier that we we've kind of lost that ability to really reconnect. I've mentioned on other shows the importance of self love. That's one of the things I even ask my new clients of like, do you love yourself? And they look at me crazy, and I'm like, I'm not saying you should work on self love, but really, if you love yourself, you want the best for yourself, right? Right, right? and that's just something you just have to think about. Like, and you would start realize, you know what? I do want to lose weight, but not to fit in a bikini but to live longer and have more energy. You start to realize that you start to do things because you actually have that peace and that love from within. So I really love how you broke that down. Hey guys, go ahead, sorry. You know, even just getting to know who that self is, the more they know themselves, the more they can learn how to love it. Right, exactly, exactly. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I wanna make one correction, by the way, when I said, um, when I was talking about um, heal just a while ago, it's a uh, whey protein concentrate, not whey protein isolate. I don't want HR to come after me, everyone. So I really apologize for that mix up. But yes, their products are definitely fantastic. And with that being said, we're about to wrap up this baby right here. So Katie, uh, tell us about more about your book. How can we get a copy and learn more about your work? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's called Heal From Within, um, a guidebook to intuitive wellness. It's available literally wherever books are sold um, everywhere online. It's in hardcover, softcover, audio, Kindle. Um, I recommend a lot of people like the audio version, which is great, but it's also helpful to have the the book book because there's a lot of charts in there and pictures of my paintings and things. And um, you can get it. So in order to make an appointment with me or ask questions or whatever, my website is katiebeecher.com. So it's K-A-T-I-E-B-E-E com, and you can read more about press you can read you know some of my podcasts and articles and get my book from there and um all sorts of things so that's the easiest way but i'm on instagram too katie beecher medical intuitive and facebook and all the stuff we have to do (laughs) awesome and of course the contact information will be in the show notes and this one is is uh gonna be zikohealth.com slash katie beecher we're gonna keep it that way zikohealth.com slash katie beecher And of course, the show notes will be in the description of the episode. So with that being said, thank you, Katie, for being here and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. So did I. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, Always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.